The Voice. Hello and welcome, I'm Roddy. And I'm Jessie. And you've joined us for... Stage Stage Door! We have another fantastic hour for you, talking all things theatre, film and arts, including... Lifting the Curtain, giving you the inside info on all that's going on nationally, locally and digitally. Snooping around backstage to bring you the news, the gossip and our pick of the week. There's the red hot studio phone poised to welcome your ringing requests. I wonder who'll be on the line today? <laughs> you can join us and take part in Name That Show, where we ask you to guess the musical from three brief clips of songs. Then there's our quick quiz, where, as Joe's understudy, I get to go at Foxing Roddy with five of my own theatre questions. <laughs> and later on in the show, don't miss Out of the Vault, where we share the plot of a show that you might not have heard of. Then don't miss out on our Spotlight interview with Rebecca Meredith. And that's all rushing your way before midday here on Stage Door. Right across the Thames Valley, this is River Radio. Yay! Well done, well lovely to have you here. Yeah, I'm really excited. I can see you bouncing around in your chair. Yeah. It's quite nice being in a radio studio, isn't it? It's very sophisticated. It's quite calm as well. Yes. There's a sort of awed hush because everything's got soundproofing all over it. And I've got a coffee. Yeah. Now, just for the avoidance of doubt, I did offer you one, didn't I? Of course, yeah. But I'm actually, um, ironically, as a barista, I don't drink coffee. <laughs> right. And, uh, you're very British, only tea for me. <laughs> so you make coffees. Yes. So how do you know if they're any good? Um, uh, customer feedback. Great. Yes. Yeah, so so I- there's a strong policy of forms in places. They're thumbs up, a scale rating out of yes, ten. Yes, yes. Or they're too shy to tell me uh, <laughs> that it's rubbish. Too but... polite. <laughs> Have you ever made Joe a coffee? No. I think, I think that's the test. Yeah, that is. I do need to make Joe a coffee. That would be a great idea. Well, I've got another press night coming up that I'm excited about. So I went to one last week, but because this is a pre-record, I can't tell you about it yet. So I'm going to come back with bursting with all of the news. Oh, I'm very excited. And um, the other thing I was going to uh, do, which I mentioned to Joe a few weeks ago, is that Michael Rosen wrote a beautiful poem about drama teacher, about drama, uh, drama teachers at school. And um, just in defence of the arts, because we were talking a little bit last week about how the arts feel a little bit like they've lost their, lost their place in the nation's hearts a little. Yeah, yeah. Um, And he wrote a poem. It's talking about English teachers as much as anything. What did they think they were doing, those English teachers, staying on after school to put on plays? I was an ant in a play about ants. I don't know. Do you know Michael Rosen? I do, yeah. How how have you come across him? What do you know of his? Um, Funny enough, my English teacher... Uh, showed us a, a video of one of his poems in oh, one of my lessons at school. Yeah, he's great. But I mean, e- even in that, you just get that immediate sense that he's taking on a voice. But it's so conversational and natural. I really recommend this poem. It carries on. Then I was a servant in much ado about nothing, hours and hours rehearsing in winter classrooms. My father did it too, bringing home the problem of how to make blood for Julius Caesar's toga and snakes for Cleopatra. 
They got no money for it, those English teachers. It's such a beautiful poem. I recommend it. Look it up. It's Michael Rosen's um, poem about drama teachers, about English teachers, about how you develop a love for language and the creative arts at school and how if that gets knocked off the curriculum, we lose it from our lives. But yeah, I really wanted to share a little bit of that with you. Yeah, and he's amazing if you watch him actually performing his own poems. He's fantastic. He's very funny, isn't he? (laughs) Right, let's jump into the first part of Name That Show. Oh, it's a classic. Mum shouldn't say anything, shouldn't give it away. Joe's definitely listening. We're being monitored from from abroad. No clues from me. (laughs) We've got our supervisor in. Well, because Joe's away in Australia for a couple of weeks, uh, we've got our special guest host, Jessie, here, but we can't email her. So email me instead, please. Roddy, R-O-D-D-Y at river.radio. So if you think you know what that is, not just the song, impressive if you know the song, impressive if you know who's singing it, but what we really want is the show. Name that show. Here's that clip again. Right, so if I've got an inkling what that is, Jesse, what do I do? You email roddy.radio, <laughs> radio.roddy, river. <laughs> what do I do? You email roddy at river radio. River.radio. Radio. Seamless, perfect. It'll be all right in post. If you get the correct email, <laughs> I'll be equally as impressed. Uh, right, well... We are reviving a segment that Joe and I began back in shows one through about 20. We're on show 47, 8, 48. Can't That's believe amazing. it. Coming up to our 50th birthday. But we're reviving the Who Are You segment about you. Who are you? So, first question. As the studio lights dim, there's a, there's a hush, hush descends. How old are you? I'm 20 years old. 20 years old. Yes. I just think it's quite nice for people to have some kind of context. I'm always berating Jo about her um, uh, great senior, uh, her seniority, um, her wisdom, sagacity. Um, so it's nice to know you're 20. And what yes. are you doing at the moment? So I'm currently at uh, one of the students at the JAM Academy. I've been doing a foundation. I'm actually in my last week, so I'm getting very <laughs> sentimental. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, this was news to me only a couple of weeks ago. I teach Jesse. I was like, well, what do you mean you're leaving? Yeah. Where are you going? Well, I'm uh, to a full-time job. Very, very exciting not. But, uh, no, so I'm, I'm going off into the big wide world, uh, off to get some life experience before, before hopefully drama school. I see. Yeah. So, and a bit of dollar along the way as well. Yes, exactly. Uh, that's a good idea. I did that in my gap year. Uh, I worked in a um, call centre. It's where I've developed this charming telephone manner that I have. Uh, it's the reason I'm so petrified to tell people that my name is Roddy, not uh, Rodney or Audrey, because it was being called Audrey on the phone that scarred me for life. <laughs> me want to, I am not an Audrey. My name's Roddy. So at the moment you're at Jam. Is there anyone you're a super fan of? I was asking Finn this. Like, is there anyone who's a hero of yours? You know, I would say the first person that comes to mind is Victoria Wood. Really? Yeah, and I quote her at the cafe. I get someone will order two soups, and I can't help myself, and I'll be like, "Oh, two soups." <laughs> yeah, sometimes they get it, sometimes they don't. It's that's, a lottery. That's amazing. I wouldn't have. How, have you come across her? That was not what I was expecting you to say. Um, you know what? My dad is a massive fan. 
and I've ended up watching documentaries on Victoria Wood on the telly, you know, at Christmas time, yeah. at kind of 2am. Perfect. Um, that's sort of where I was introduced. But I just think she's um, a genius. She, have you seen her Anne Widdicombe? I haven't, and oh, I must, I must see look that. that yeah. um, it's a whole build-up. I mean, I've spoken the punchline, but the song is called Anne Widdicombe. Um, it's her building up to who does everyone want to see at Christmas time? Anne Widdicombe, Anne Widdicombe, which is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's so good. The two soup sketch... It's amazing how many times she writes brilliant things and then doesn't really put herself into it. Yeah. Like she bigged up Julie Walters oh, hugely. Oh, yeah, yeah. And kept, like, writing duologues with them where she'd have two lines and Julie would just be off doing it. What a legend. Good person to be a super fan of. And is there anything on your bucket list? Are you Do you have a, a burgeoning dream or is there something that you've always wanted to do? You know what? I'll, I'll admit this. When I was little, me and my friends used to make radio shows <laughs> in, in, you know, in my bedroom with our iPod shuffles and stuff yeah d- pretend to do all the failures so this is almost like a dream come true i was telling joe i was like you don't understand yeah what's what you got to be in there i'm, I'm going to chain myself to yeah, the desk yes, i'm like i'm so excited i'm not leaving i found a bit of barry and frida frida and barry sat one night <laughs> is great i love the sky it so was clear much. the stars were bright the Did I show you this at Jam? Yes. Yeah. So you were just sitting there like, I know this. I, I was that, I'm in love. <laughs> if people don't know Barry and Frieda, please, please look it up on your music player of choice. The audience absolutely lose, their, lose themselves. It's so good. It's a sort of beat, educated fleas do it, isn't it? Let, let's do it. Yes, yeah. But even just watching her play the piano. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do it while the mood is right. I'm feeling. Oh, can you imagine it, the audience there? How oh, lucky are they to be watching? So lucky. Victoria Wood. Incredible. The amount of talent to make a funny song, I think, is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and to be playing it as mm. well. I often think that with people like Tim Minchin, um, Tom Lehrer, their songs are brilliant, but there's an added um, enjoyment to be had watching them play it. So I've done yeah. some Tom Lehrer songs and they're, they're fun. They're all right. They get a good laugh because the lyrics are clever, but it's not, it's not the same. I didn't write them. I'm not playing the piano. You know, you could do Barry and Frieda. It would be good, but you, you didn't create but it. But I'm not Victoria Wood. No, not yet. Not yet. Right. Time to lift the curtain. So we're ferreting around backstage after that creepy little music, just tiptoeing about <laughs> backstage. And um, we'll start with something local. What have you got? So um, the Ellsbury Waterside Theatre has got uh, Magic Goes Wrong, which is by Mischief Company. Um, they, you might be familiar with their show, The Show Goes Wrong on the BBC. Yeah. They're just hilarious. You're in for a night of um, belly laughs. Like, it's a core workout. Sort of funny. <laughs> cool work. Um, yeah. You're going to work those abs. Yeah, exactly. So they've got uh, Magic Goes Wrong. It's there um, for the next couple of days up, um, at that theatre until the Saturday 26th of Feb. Oh, okay. So we've only yeah. got a couple of days more yeah, to Yeah, exactly. Get. But I recommend if there are any tickets left, go. Cause I, I've are you seen- going? Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm, <laughs> you're, I'm, you said that so vehemently. I feel like you might be going several times. Uh, no, just the once. But I am dragging my entire family with me. Great. Um, and now you've told. To. Now you've told the River Radio audience. Exactly. I just. Think, I've seen one of their shows before, and it was the best night of theatre I've had. 
So that is high praise. Yes. Particularly because you're very good at finding stuff. I was always very impressed with that monologue you brought in from the jungle, which you hadn't had chance to see, but you'd read a review and gone, oh, that sounds quite good. I'm going to get hold of the play and then read it and then found a monologue from it. Like, that's the kind of model, model oh, student, Jesse. Very thank good. Thank you, thank you. Right, also locally, we've got Off the Block coming from Rabble. So Rabble Theatre Company got their 24-hour plays. They've been doing this for 10 years now. Um, so I've done one of them. It's pretty hectic. You spend an entire evening... Uh, trying your best to learn a play. There are four plays and that's happening in a month's time on Friday the 25th of March at 7.30 and it's off the block and it's at the top of The Blade. Now I don't know if you've ever been up The Blade or seen The Blade in Reading. It's Reading's iconic skyscraper so this is a real theatrical treat to go and watch something inside it. You're going to ride the great glass elevator, pretend you're Charlie uh, or Willy Wonka and then right up to the top floor you can see the Abbey up there, the jail, you can see the Thames Valley so you can see nearly all of River Radio's Dominion, everything the light touches. Um, so that would be a great night. Off the block, that is, and that's on Friday the 25th of March. Oh, amazing. What else have you got Lovely. over there? Well, we've got a lot of UK tours coming in 2022, um, one being Waitress. And oh. that, is, that is coming to the Oxford New Theatre uh, from the 25th of April to the 30th of April. So that is the, um, it tells the story of Jenna, a waitress and an expert pie maker who dreams her way out of a small town um, and a rocky marriage. So, uh, and it's won a Tony, it's won a Grammy. Um, so it's an amazing yeah. musical to see if you can get there. I wonder who's playing the lead now because I missed I missed it in town, and I really wanted to see yeah, it. Yeah, I missed it as well. Yeah, um, so we're going to have to go because also <laughs> not least because River Radio, as fans of Waitress, we played various of the tracks from it every uh, you know a lot throughout the course of the last year. But principal amongst which is the song we play every week, which is our opening bed. The intro so, <laughs> opening up. We really ought to go. Um, Something else locally that I spotted is a friend of mine went to the Reading Biscuit Factory. Have oh, you ever been? No. Nor me, but it looks... There's loads of factories around here. I've seen there's one in Slough. There's the old... Um, is it Bisto or Oxo? There's, a, there's an old um, in, uh, industrial estate that's becoming... Yes. That's becoming yes. now posh flats. Um, but yeah, they're, they're in Reading, they have the old biscuit factory and that has become an art centre. So it's just near the hexagon in the middle of the town, for those of you who don't know where it is. And I'm figuring that this might be the point in half term where you are going up the walls you might be you know it's Thursday yeah. things have got a little fraught the um, fun of that first Monday when uh, you know you're able to go out <laughs> for a damp day to a National Trust property has waned maybe go and watch film and um, so they've got things like you know they've got um, films like Belfast and Death on the Nile oh, if it's yeah. parents date night but they've got Sing 2 which I've had a lot of my students little ones have been to see yeah, and loved. Yeah I've been to see it Have you? I have been to see it yeah. Not my, just the little ones? Yeah not just the little ones yeah there are jokes in it for all um, <laughs> is it good i yeah i really enjoyed it it was it was very well like a children's animation it's very vibrant but yeah. it was very very funny so i do recommend it for anyone great okay well maybe i'll maybe i'll think of going to the <laughs> to the biscuit factory to see it so what's the connection with biscuits and reading any clues did they used to like make custard creams or something <laughs> in the building? It's a pretty, it's a pretty good guess. Um, it was the Palmer's um, factory. So people travelling between Bath and London, there was this guy, this enterprising chap, Set Huntley, I think his name was, set up about you know early nineteenth century, set up flogging biscuits to people, and then invented the biscuit tin to protect breakages. That's wow. why they come in tins because you're on you know on the back yeah, of a carriage yeah. going up and down, um, and then that bakery grew into Huntley and Palmer's, the largest employer in Reading. By 1900 and the world's largest biscuit company. Isn't that amazing? Well, there you go. So 
Biscuit Factory in Reading is somewhere I definitely need to go and explore. A friend went the other day said it's very cool, like a great space to be in. Oh, amazing. I'll check that out. Yeah. What else have you got over there? So um, I wanted to talk about National Theatre Live. Mm-hmm. This is something that I've been a very big fan of for a while. Um, I've watched War Horse and Follies and all that. But um, the next show that they'll be streaming is Henry V. So the live stream from the Donmar Warehouse is happening on the 21st of April. And that um, is starring, uh, the lead role is Kit Harrington, yeah. Game of Thrones, yeah. I believe Jon Snow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, not As, to be confused with Channel Four News. No, no, um, but that is kind of it's uh, in cinemas across the UK. So I've looked up, and you got uh, Empire in Wickham, Cineworld in Wickham, Henley uh, Re- um, Regal Playhouse is also on there. So search up; it's going to be all over the place, and I highly recommend it because it's a live stream. You get the atmosphere of the theatre without having to go all the way to the National yeah. or the Don Malham Warehouse. Great, you can just trek down the road. Yeah, yeah. You, popcorn. Ah, yeah. oh, that sounds a great <laughs> night. Right, let's listen to some music and then we'll carry on rifling through the curtain. I don't know why I keep moving my body I don't know if this is wrong or if it's right I don't know if it's a beat or something's taking over me And I just know I feel so good tonight I don't know what your name is but I like it I've been thinking about some things I want to try I don't know what you came to do but I want to do it with you And I just know I feel so good tonight Start a fire from La La Land. 
Right, this is River Radio. You can listen on our website, river.radio, on our mobile app for Apple and Android, search for River Radio Live. You can tell Alexa, play River Radio, and next week we turn on DAB. We go live to, I think, 7 million listeners? Big news. Potential, isn't that exciting? It's amazing. <laughs> that's, a, that's a huge uptick, I can tell you. Right, whilst the curtain's been lifted, a couple more things. The Time Traveller's Wife. Hugely successful story. It's it's being made into a musical, which is going to premiere in September, ahead of a West End run, it says. Now, I am long been conscious, I've long been conscious that theatres like to advertise prior to West End. Um, but you, I don't know, have you ever seen the film? I haven't seen them. I don't think I've seen the film. No, no, or read the book. It's a very popular story. It's starting at the Chester Story House. Uh, it's got Joss Stone and Dave Stewart from Eurythmics have written the songs. Uh, so they've written a whole load of numbers for the show, uh, which is really interesting. And he worked on Ghost. So it's got some, you know, it's got some good creative yes. brains on it. So that's exciting. Uh, it's got a book by Lauren Gunderson, uh, who wrote INU, which had its UK premiere at the Hampstead Theatre. It's got a killer design and it's hopefully coming into the West End. So if you were a fan of Time Traveller's Wife, keep your ears pinned back because it looks like there's a musical coming very soon. And then the I noticed that at the Charing Cross Theatre, Broken Wings has opened, which is a story set in New York in 1923 when an ageing Gibran looks back on his life in Beirut and a fated love affair there. So uh, it's the design looks stunning. All of the um, production shots look absolutely amazing. That's wow. on to the 26th of March. That's called Broken Wings and that's at the Charing Cross Theatre. Now, do you remember there was a film called The Father with Anthony Hopkins based on um, a big Florian Zeller play? So Florian Zeller is a French writer. He won the Moliere Best New Play Award in the same year as he won the Olivier Best New Play in translation for the same thing. I think yes, possibly yes. Christopher Hampton. Anyway, I wonder what had happened to him. I literally walked into Marlowe the other day and thought, I haven't heard anything from Florian Zeller when I was prepping the last uh, River Radio show we were doing. Anyway, turns out he's written another. Uh, it's called The Forest um, and it's got Toby Stevens, Paul McGann, Gina McKee and Angel Coolby and the Hampstead Theatre World Premiere, wow. which is absolutely extraordinary. What a cast. So, yes, um, he did a, a, an entire three-part series, The Father, The Mother and The Son. Um, featuring a man with dementia, a woman with depression and a teenager on the edge of the breakdown. I don't know what the forest is up to. I suspect it's up to similar games. But anyway, what a killer cast. So that's yeah, a big name. Yeah, that's I mean, one of those would sell yes. a show. Whacking all four of them <laughs> in is amazing. And lastly, we mentioned Steve at the Seven Dials Playhouse. Brand new theatre. Um, it's starring Jenna Russell and David Ames. And um, we were excited about that opening up. It's had some great reviews. It's in a new space, which is always exciting to go to. Because, I mean, not yes. least, means the seats are new, right? There's yeah, yeah, new. no chewing gum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's right by Cambridge Circus. And apparently it sounds like the whole ensemble are excellent. So that's uh, that's something off West End to go and sink your teeth into. And that's on till the 19th of March. Fantastic. Right, time for our pick of the week. And it's my pick. And I'm going for something called How It Is Part 2. Now, it's rare that we pick something that's our pick when we haven't seen it or we haven't got somebody involved with it that's, you know, given us the tip mm. off. But this I have absolutely no connection to whatsoever. I can declare that I'm totally unbiased. Um, it's at the Coronet Theatre, uh, which used to be called the Print Rooms or the Print Works. It's, the, um, it's in Notting Hill, right by Notting Hill Gate Station. Oh. Um, so very well to do, well healed yeah. area of West London. So not too far from the east end of the Thames Valley. Um, and from the 20th of April to the 7th of May, they've 
they've got this second part of an epic tale called How It Is. I think it's part of three. They did the first part in 2018. So if you've just gone, hang on, I saw that. You've seen the first part. It's exactly a year after they originally planned it. And actors Stephen Delane and Connor Lovett are bringing, are bringing it to life. They were in the original. And they're coming back. Now, Stephen Delane's a big name. Um, Connor Lovett, forgive me, I'm sure is equally as big a name. I just <laughs> I don't recognise it. But um, they're with award-winning Irish company Gar St. Lazar. And they return to the Coronet Theatre with the UK premiere of this part two, How It Is. Um, and it's the second, oh yeah, second of three parts staging. I knew wow. I'd seen it, it was three, of Beckett's novel. So lovely to have an Irish company staging an Irish piece of work. Um, apparently the first one was incredible. And the reviews of this one, the Irish examiners say, The Spine Tingles feeling that somehow we're nearer to the essence of what it is to be human. I mean... Well, there you go. So that sounds like a pretty epic piece. That's how it is, part two, at the Coronet Theatre in Notting Hill from the 20th of April to the 7th of May. Right, part two of Name That Show. Here's the second clip. It's got that real old school stereo. So with only one headphone on, yeah. I could only hear half of that, but I could hear it echoing out of yours. Right, so that's the second clip. We want you to name the show. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Right, now, there's been no briefing this time. Can you remember my email address? Right. <laughs> no, in short. Roddy. Yes. At river.radio. I tell you what, that is absolutely fantastic. That's deserving <laughs> of huge applause. <laughs> I haven't used that button for ages. The fact that worked was pure potluck. <laughs> so great. Email in. If you know what that is, get on Joe's big hefty book. Right, here's the book she's gifting oh, you to look after it. Oh, careful. There Thank we go. You. Oh, oh, gosh, yeah, oh, that is okay. heavy. So um, you'll see there's a whole load of glittery things on there. I don't oh, know what any of that's about. But anyway, yeah, just... Flip pass. Yeah, there we okay. go. Yeah, you might need to clear off some of that glitter. And then the middle column is the second, if anyone's got it after the second one. So that's where we're up to. And the okay. people who get it, the people who get it, um, who get the most uh, during the course of this season. I mean, Joe hasn't told us how long this season's open. But anyway, you could be in with a prize. So I email see. in roddy at river.radio. Time for our ring-in request. How's your phone manner, Jessie? Good yeah, on the phone? Yeah, yeah, I feel like I've got a radio, uh, not a radio voice, a phone voice. <laughs> right, you're on. Because I hate the phone. I've worked on it for too long. Right, okay. So yeah, just reach over, there we go. Um, okay. pick, pick that up, there you go. Hello. Hi, Joan Roddy, it's Matt here. I was wondering if you could play Live in Living Colour from the musical Catch Me If You Can because it's my all-time favourite film and I would love to see the musical live and this song is one of my favourites. Of course. Yeah, well, there we go. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you for phoning in. (laughs) Thanks, Matt. Here it is. Let me take you for a ride Yes, I'm live in living colour So sit back and let me be your TV guy I've got a story I'd like to tell But I'm gonna need help to tell it well 
story about fame and money And it's got more curves than a Playboy bunny It's a great song. Good I love choice, Matt. Have you heard that before? I haven't, but I, I am familiar with the musical. But oh, that one's you? escaped me. Oh, yeah. Well, That's don't going let that straight get away. on the playlist. Yeah, absolutely. Green Heart on some playlists. <laughs> uh, right, well, there's loads still to come, including our spotlight interview with Rebecca Meredith. But now it's the quick quiz. <laughs> was a particularly gangster interpretive dance to the the jingle which yes. feels to me a bit like a Wurlitzer but you were you yeah, were going for a sort of a mm, yeah yeah I'm not sure I, I love to dance but dance doesn't love me <laughs> so much so I don't know how my things come out you know well answers don't love me if it's any consolation <laughs> so you can fire away all you like so you're in the quiz quiz I'm, host seat this week I'm very excited okay I'm and nervous. I can't say I've gone easy oh brilliant so I apologise in advance well I got three out of five last week so fingers crossed okay that's pretty good okay so question number one mm-hmm who has the most theatres, New York's Broadway or London's West End? Oh, just Broadway or just West End. Oh, I feel like we've done a question before about the difference of what qualifies for off-Broadway and what qualifies mm. off-West End. Who has more? Mm, OK, I've got an idea. OK, question number two. What show has an all-female creative team? Yeah, OK, I think oh, I know that okay, one. OK, OK. And number three. 
Who has the largest capacity theatre, West End or Broadway? Oh, it's a real com- uh, real competition this week, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Stars and Stripes or Union Flag. Okay, yeah, I've got an idea. Lovely. Number four. How many boys have played Billy Elliot around the world? Oh, around the world? Yes. Do, oh. Have I even got... Is this multiple choice? No, I've just got no, to guess a number. No. Oh, I guess you could get a point if you're close, because okay. it's very hard. Okay, so you're going to... Within... Plus or take what? What have I got to be within to get the point? I would say five. Within five? five. Okay. Oh, was that, I, was, I thought I was being generous. <laughs> Wait, um, it, depends, it depends how big the number is, but okay. And then number five... In which year was the first National Theatre Live broadcast? So when was the first show that they broadcast live to cinemas? Oh, yeah, you you are a big fan of National Theatre Live. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, give me those again. So, number one, who has the most theatres? New York's Broadway or London's West End? Number two, what show has an all-female creative team? Number three, who has the largest capacity theatre, West End or Broadway? Mm Mm-hmm. Number four, how many boys have played Billy Elliot around the world? And number five, in which year was the first National Theatre Lives broadcast? Well, I'm going to be needing your help, good people. So, of the Thames Valley, Roddy at River.Radio. Whilst we listen to Thin Air from Amelie, which is from where I shall be hoping to pluck these answers.
great. I'm imagining, I mean, that's from Amelie, it's not from the film, so I imagine that must be the stage version, which Joe yes. went and saw and raved about. Sounds mm. like it was really rather beautiful. Um, and it's left me with an overwhelming sense of calm, which is yeah. sadly ironic. <laughs> Well, time's up. So, <laughs> time at the bar, please, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right, let's go. So, go question number one: yeah. Who has the most theatres? New York's Broadway or London's West End? What do you think? I'm going Broadway. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So it's close. Broadway has 41 and West End has 38. So both have quite a few. Yeah. On offer. Do you reckon um, that's the reason why they're just opening new ones? Why the Seven Dials Playhouse is open? There's another one around the corner. They're just like, quick, get them yeah, in. Yeah, they're get like, in. we need to get out of Broadway. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, it's a good theory. Although I would argue that America is bigger and so probably we can let them take that crown, right? They yeah, can have yeah. scale. And we'll, an extra fact, New York, uh, New York's Broadway is like the biggest street, longest street in New York. Is it? Yeah, ah, I believe. Well, I'm Broadway. <laughs> oh, bless you for laughing. That's normally the point at which Joe gives me a withering look and says, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, what show has an all-female creative team? Now, is this a current show? Is this yes, on six? yes. No, what? it's waitress. <laughs> it does it. Yes, I thought you got this. No, well, because Six has an all-female cast and band, I assumed that it would all be female. Oh. Oh. So, yeah, so it's all, the entire creative team, so as in director, choreographer, all of that jazz, ah, that's yeah. all female. Okay. And yeah. it's a, the second of its kind. So the, the first one was a 1978 Broadway musical called Runaways. Oh. Yeah, which is quite interesting. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't mind that so much because I'm learning as well, learning <laughs> along the way. Number three, who has the largest capacity, theatre, West End or Broadway? Um, the largest capacity, I'm going London. Yes, uh, no. No. It, it, oh. It's Broadway. It's Broadway. Oh. Um, so it's uh, it's Apollo Th Victoria Theatre, which is a capacity of 2,384, which actually, in fact, I think... Is in London. That, that's in London. Victoria's in London. That's in London. So it is Western. So you were correct. Yeah. And uh, I need to get my word skills. Victory back up. clutch from the jaws <laughs> of defeat. Great. But I was going to say because I'm pretty sure that it's huge. It's a it's barn. massive. Yeah. 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 But interestingly, the largest capacity theatre in Broadway, they've both got Wicked on. So the oh, biggest really? theatres in West End and Broadway both have Wicked the musical on. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure how long Wicked can stay in that theatre it's not selling out at the minute and it must be very expensive but of course moving something is also incredibly, incredibly expensive, expensive yeah. and have, have you seen Wicked? You see I haven't and I feel a bit of a fraud Oh quite you know, probably got to go It's such a great example of that era that of ilk course, of musical yeah. theatre it's very twangy but it is really bright and vivid but everything is green like everything the all the decals front of house everything is customised to feel Wicked so it's a big get out that show Yes Right, number four. So how many boys have played Billy Elliot around the world? This is really, really mean. Yeah, it is. 32. 83. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Within five you wanted me to get that, did you? <laughs> Extraordinary. Okay, yeah, that is mean. Yeah, that's mean in reflection. <laughs> um, a bit mean. Yeah, um, and then... Uh, last question. In which year was the first National Theatre live broadcast? 2014. 2009. <gasps> yeah. That is a long time ago. Yeah. Right, you've heard this a lot today. <laughs> I think I... Did I get two right? Um, two, something like that. Yeah, it I, wasn't you, a great showing. 
No, but I must say I was ver- that was a hard quiz. That was a hard quiz, but hey, good for us. Good for us <laughs> to every day's a school day. We're taxing, we're trying to keep those synapses nice and elastic. It's time for us to go into the vault now. So grab all your things. There we right, go. I've got my okay. backpack. There we go. Okay, uh, got all um, Oh, yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh, no, don't let the oh, dog in. Oh, you go, oh. darling. Right, there we go. Um, and now just rifling through just the roller decks. And, lovely. Oh, it's, it's settling on B. For the second week in a row, what's this be? It's Billy Elliot, the Ooh, musical. Yes. Which is based on the 2000 film of the same name. Now, I've seen the musical. I haven't seen the film. So oh. I know, I know, but I at least know what this one's about. So tell, tell everyone that doesn't. Yeah, so for a little short brief synopsis, mm. it follows the story of a young um, lad called Billy from a village in a north part of England during the 1984 miners' strike. Uh, and Billy stumbles on a ballet class and kind of finds his passion for dance. And it kind of follows his journey towards becoming like a professional ballet dancer, which of course is a little bit outside of the stereotype of mm. a northern lad. <laughs> um, so um, it kind of follows um, his story of self-discovery as well as kind of both the strife that's happening in the community and his family. So it's a deeply inspiring story um, and it's hugely uplifting as well and quite funny as yeah, well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They, they make their opinions about Thatcher very clear, don't they? Yes. In a very witty way. In fact, in their, one of their last performances when she passed away, they actually did a vote on the song that makes a joke about oh, her. Oh, yeah. And it was, um, and they were like, yeah, no, we're fine. Yeah, the audience yeah. was, so it, They asked it, the audience, didn't yeah, they? A they bit like, who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah, exactly. And they were like, yeah, no, it's okay. Yeah. Um, so it actually stayed, surprisingly, for yeah, that yeah. Um, performance. But yeah, but what is uh, is crazy about this role is it, it's massive for the young boys yeah. who are around kind of 10 All 83 of them. Yeah, all 83 of them who've played kind of... And this show's gone worldwide. Like, it's gone to Seoul and Korea. It's gone to Sydney, Chicago. It's massive. Um, and it did... Um, its West End run was about 4,600 performances. Yeah, huge. So, massive. And the, the Billies that play, the young boys who play this role, they actually go to Billy school yeah. for about two years before they go on to stage, Aww. which I think is... So cool. Yeah. So they do classes in like ballet. I, I mean, they have acro in the show, tap. It's crazy. Yeah. What those um what those kids can actually do. I mean, it's a hard role for a professional trained actor. <laughs> yeah, let yeah. alone someone who's still kind of doing timetables at primary school. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. I went to see it in about the final fortnight of it being on in London because that classic thing of oh, it's always there. You know, it, I yeah, can go yeah. whenever. A bit like you were wicked, and then suddenly you're like, huh? what? What? Hang on, it's going. So I hurtled in and was in floods in the opening because of course that um, they bring out the minor banner and they bring one out for Durham and I went to uni up yeah, there I'm very yeah. fond of the northeast and so that came out I was like oh I see <laughs> the connection was just stunning it's a beautiful show if it ever comes back I'm going straight away because yeah. I don't think I didn't ever get to see it um on stage so I would love to see it oh yeah I you'll know. have to yeah and it's a great one and what are we going to listen to we're going to listen to electricity which is just an absolute classic for anyone who's not seen the film or, like yourself, hasn't yet had a chance to see the stage show, can you describe what's happening here? Why? Yeah, so it's 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 really lovely um, kind of moment between Billy and his teacher. And she's like, why, you know, what does dancing make you feel like? What does performing make you feel like? And it's such an a uplifting song. And he's basically like, it feels like electricity. Can I just ask you, Billy, what does it feel like when you're dancing? I can't really explain it. I haven't got the words 
It's a feeling that you can't control I suppose it's like forgetting Losing who you are But at the same time Something makes you whole It's like the best music Playing in your ear And I'm listening And I'm listening Teary that song. Oh, does it? I, honestly, oh. it gets me emotion. Gets me emotion every time. Oh, <laughs> yay! I'm sorry, I did a little judicious cut on that to try and speed things along. So I cut out that little middle dance bit. Can you forgive me? Yes, I can because it's quite lengthy. <laughs> and who wrote it? Elton John. Yeah. Yeah. What a tune! You're listening to River Radio online at river.radio on Apple, Android, and Alexa. You can listen again on our website. We're a podcast on Apple and Spotify and coming very soon to DAB. Yeah, like in seven days. <laughs> right, well, still to come, find out if you've correctly managed to name that show. But now to our Spotlight interview. Well, I'm very pleased to welcome to stage door, Rebecca Briley. Woo, woo. <laughs> now, first question, how long have you managed to go touring without your dog? Oh, 
Oh gosh, um, I think the longest has been the past three weeks, so not very long so far. I have been trying to sneak her into locations so I can see her. <laughs> when you say locations, do you mean where you're touring to, or are you just sort of trying to hide her in a Costa Coffee around the corner? Where, yeah, rehearsals, I managed to get her up a little bit, but no, she's with my mum and dad now. I'm missing her. <laughs> but it is like having a child. I get photo updates every day. I have to check in. Has she eaten? <laughs> How is she? Right, well, to to the main agenda, how did you get into acting? Oh, gosh. Probably quite cliche like most people. But, you know, my parents took me to the theatre when I was very little. Always really liked shows. I remember being taken to Les Mis quite young, actually, when it was touring. Potentially in Manchester. So I'm from Scunthorpe originally. Oh, I didn't know that. Sunny, skinny. (laughs) And and there's a theatre there called the Plowright Theatre, after Joan Plowright. And that's where we did all our dance festivals and stuff. And they always had... I imagine it was a local theatre company, but you know, you go to the Panthers there, but they'd also do quite a lot of plays and shows and stuff. And so me and my grandma and granddad used to always go. It's definitely like a tradition that we'd kind of go with them as well. Like if my parents wanted a, a night off the terrors oh, that were nice. <laughs> their children. <laughs> so, but yeah. nice that it started out as a special treat as well. Yeah, yeah. Then did a lot of it at school. Well, I like to say a lot of it. I never actually got cast in a school show. <laughs> oh, like, outrageous. Maybe it's not for me. Um, and then went to drama school. Did I see you'd been to Central and Mountview? Oh, I did, yeah, just to complicate things. So I didn't get in to a three-year course the first year that I auditioned. So I did a foundation year at Central in acting and then auditioned that year again and got into Mountview, then did three years of musical theatre. Ah, great. Well, we met in Derby. That was a really nice job because I'd had three years out of work, just as it goes sometimes, and that was the longest I've been out of work. So to kind of come back into a rehearsal space and to come back to Derby where I sort of started. Yeah, of course. I I found that quite an emotional job. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, because I was like, oh my God, as does everyone, you work so hard to be in work. And it was just to be on a stage. It's just lovely. Yeah. Your Wendy was lovely. Had you flown before? Never. So you had basically an intense crash course. Yeah. So you didn't fly, did you? Not allowed. Not allowed. No, sorry. You're a pirate. You stay on the floor. So me, Tom and Katrina and Abby had a day before we started rehearsals. And we had like a day flying. Ah. Absolutely petrified. They were like, do you want to try a flip? (laughs) No. (laughs) That bit where we fly over the set. And it was like, tilt yourself just in enough so that the set doesn't hit you I loved the flying but I never wanted to go upside down <laughs> always had a little moment there like please don't some assault yeah oh how tricky is it to sing whilst you're also trying to manage your balance do you know what it's actually really much easier to sing in the air oh. I found but I think because you're engaging your core of course you're like supporting from the right place I've spotted that you've been in Derby before doing little voice. Yeah. Yeah, that was my first ever job after drama school. Wow. It's such a beautiful theatre. It was a Derby theatre directed by Sarah Brigham. And she's amazing. And yeah, it was an amazing cast. Tracy Braben played my mum in it, who's now in Joe Cox's seat. Oh, wow. She's changed career completely. She's brilliant as Mari. And then we had Sue Vincent was in it. It was a really lovely job. It's such a dream part. Um, I'm just kind of sad that I only got to play it for like three weeks because as is regional theatre, you only get a, a short run, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you Little Voice? I was, yes. Wow. I should say that. <laughs> well, no, it's only because on the credit, I was like, I can't quite work out whether I've read the title Oh, twice. yeah, I think it's like LV, her like, nickname, yes. Wow, that's such a cool part. Wonderful and awful at the same time to have it as a first job, I think, because it was <laughs> yeah. like, 
like this is amazing and like I remember somebody saying to me it's that kind of play where they, people like to feel like they've discovered somebody that can do impressions you know what I mean how did you prepare for it did you have to do particular sort of vocal warm-ups to be honest so we'd done a little bit of impressions when I was at Mountain View and I'd done Judy Garland nice. so when the audition came through I was like oh I think I could do Judy Garland and then it was literally just studying YouTube videos getting voice memos of people on repeat (laughs) (laughs) trying to sound as much as possible and yeah and it was like very vocally demanding because I think your larynx is doing somersaults yeah (laughs) to try and flip between all the people it's very fun yeah (laughs) (laughs) we've spoken recently on stage door about the railway children which I saw you've done as well really yeah yeah what a special show oh I loved it I loved it it was magical So, so when we were going in for auditions for it they got everyone a ticket once you got to like you know before the final round I just remember sitting in the theatre like this is absolutely magical so and it felt exactly like that being in it it was great oh nice and yeah. who were you? I understudied Bobby and Phyllis so the two girls did you go on when you weren't playing those parts? I did yeah but only kind of a little bit I played like a housemaid in it wave a hanky at some point yeah just pa- past the stage carrying a prop kind of thing <laughs> now you mentioned doing impressions for LV yes. you're currently touring with Friends the musical parody I am very exciting and playing <laughs> Rachel which when you first said it I was like I can't see that and now I've seen the production shots I'm like oh my god oh yeah I look nothing like her au contraire I think you look surprisingly similar in the wig and the makeup and the like everything that's just sure. absolutely polar opposite to me as a person I think that's yeah. probably it isn't it yeah when we finished Peter Pan I was like due to go start it then two years ago yeah I remember this yeah and when we were in rehearsals as you do everyone went to the pub for a drink after and people would be like oh you know what you in Glasgow for and they'd say friends oh let us guess who's who <laughs> they go around and then they get to me and they'd be like um <laughs> but that's I guess the fun of theatre you can transform yeah how tricky is it giving an homage but making it your own in this case it's quite fun because it's a parody it's a very lovable Mickey take of them let's say with little voice I wanted people to really think that's exactly like them whereas this we can kind of go a little bit over the top but yeah it's fun it's I'm enjoying it I love Jennifer Aniston I think she's brilliant Actress, yeah, so it's just great. And what's it about? So we include the entire ten seasons into an hour and a half show. I think wow. it is. Wow. Um, it's made for Friends fans, picking out all the favourite well-known moments, but with everybody doing their own heightened take on the characters. Yeah, great. Are you all over the country? Absolutely. Yeah, a different venue every night. Great. So we're on a bus every night. And are you staying in digs? Are you staying in hotels? The company look after us very, very well. So we're in hotels oh, all nice. the time oh wow which is lovely and we've got a lovely little posh luxury minibus yeah to ourselves that Ooh. we're driven around on with little LED lights and, oh posh yeah. feels like you've got your own trailer oh yeah <laughs> very bougie we've got six friends we've got Gunther and we've got two understudies who are off stage but they cover all the male female tracks they've got a hideous job of it and they're amazing so yeah there's nine of us all on this little minibus it's lucky everyone's nice is Friends <laughs> a musical it is oh new music Music? It is. Great. I think I'm allowed to say that it's also a nod to a lot of people's favourite well-known musical theatre shows. Oh. So think maybe a little along the lines of Forbidden Broadway, Friends style. Amazing. I <laughs> yeah. will have to look up where you're coming close to the Thames Valley so that I can tell all our listeners where we can come and find you. Oh, yeah. I would love to be able to tell you now, but I have no idea because I just <laughs> there's so many venues I've just put on a 
person. I turn up where I turn up. <laughs> Just wheeled around the country. Well, thank you for taking a few minutes out from your hectic tour to talk to us on stage door. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Roddy. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to go and see that. Friends, the musical parody. Are you, are you a Friends fan? I am a Friends fan. Oh, well, get yourself to... I've looked up the dates. Oxford New Theatre have got Friends that Rebecca's in on Wednesday the 9th of March. Then on Saturday the 26th of March, it's coming to the Waterside in Aylesbury. And then it's in Swindon at the Wyvern Theatre on Tuesday the 5th of April. Those were the, the nearest I could find. But I reckon the Waterside Aylesbury is probably the easiest for most of the Thames Valley to yeah, get to. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like the rain starts to I'll be there for you. <laughs> right, that's, that's quite enough of that. Uh, it's time that we finished off Name That Show. I mean, I feel like that probably gave it away. If you've been in any doubt on clips one or two, you probably got it from the that third one. Did you know it? it? Is it one you'd have recognised? You know um, what? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> if I didn't already have the greater knowledge. Yeah, if you hadn't had it delivered to you on a silver platter from Joe. Yes. Well, you can tell the good people of River Radio who are listening to Stage Door what it is because it's money, money from... Cabaret! Yay, very good. Well done. So more applause for you. You should come in more oh, often. Yeah, this I quite good. like this. <laughs> Well, you're an actor, darling, of course you do. <laughs> now, how's the acting going? You were mentioning that you're applying to drama schools and that you get to yes. actually go to some of them this time. It's very exciting. Yeah, because yeah, last year, due to COVID, um, dare I say the name, uh, yeah, everything was kind of self-tapes and Zoom calls, yeah. which is a bit weird when you're kind of choosing to dedicate three lo- years of your life somewhere yeah. and, and you don't really get to see the place. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this year, it's very exciting to get to go to some of the schools, which cool. is kind of very exciting in itself. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And also, I mean, watching theatre is a bit odd on a screen, but it's even weirder acting at a screen. Yes. I've done it. Very weird. Yeah, you're halfway through a monologue. They're yeah. like, sorry, you're on mute. Yeah. Um, and you're like, sorry, guys, let me go back. Yeah, or you yeah. turn into a robot yeah. with the Wi-Fi. Oh, and that weird thing of trying to interact when there's no audience response because they're, they're you know, they're miles away. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, best of luck with all of that. So we'll oh, play you out you. with the full track of Money Money from Cabaret. But for this week, that's it from us. Join Roddy and another guest host next Thursday at 11 on River Radio for more. From the stage door. Money makes the world go around, the world go around, the world go around. Money makes the world go around, it makes the world go round. A mark a yen, a buck or a pound, a mark a yen, a buck or a pound. This world that makes the world go around, that clinking, clanking sound. If you happen to be rich and to feel like a night's entertainment, you can pay for a gay escapade. If you happen to be rich and alone and you need a companion, you can ring tingling for some mate. If you happen to be rich and you find you are left by your lover and you moan and you go and fight a lot, you can take it on the chin, call a cab and begin to recover on your 14 carat yacht. What? Money makes the world go round, the world go round, the world go round. Money makes us go round, upset we both are sure. On being poor. Money, 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 money.
Oh, 